It's playoff time even here in Phoenix, and that means big stakes and bigger promotions. Every day of basketball playoffs, DraftKings will have $20,000 in total prizes up for grabs. Yeah, you heard that right. 20 G's, baby. The best part, it's free to get your shot at these daily cash prizes. DraftKings will be offering two free-to-play pools every day of the NBA player playoffs, offering players a free shot at 20 G's in total prizes. DraftKings free-to-play free pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to the pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash and prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the day. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. It is the fan's best friend when it comes to daily fantasy sports. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN. That's promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at $20,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings pools pages to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. What's up, Phoenix? It's your man, Zanezo. You know what time it is. Playoffs, baby. We got the LA Fake Show coming to town. Don't care what the media says. Don't care what the internet says. All I care about is getting that W. So you know we got this new track. It's called BLA. Never forget, this is how we do an AZ. BLA. Let me hear you say. BLA. Let me hear you say. BLA. Let me hear you say. BLA. Hello and welcome everybody into another edition of the Solar Panel, whether you're listening to us wherever you get podcasts, Google, Facebook, Spotify, I think you can get them on Facebook, Apple, wherever you get them. Uh, we thank you, the Flaming Ballers, for joining us and it is a special, special post-game edition of the show as the Phoenix Suns defeat the Los Angeles Lakers at home in Game 5. And, you know, I I know you probably watched the game, so you'll believe it. But they won by 30 points. Yeah, that's right. And that's why I brought in a special guest. Yeah, Dave is out at at the arena. Saul was was traveling back from watching his uh, son play college baseball. So I I thought, you know what? I got to get a guy on here that I can celebrate a win with that I truly appreciate. Uh, unlike Dave, uh, you know, unlike Saul, I, I had to get somebody I truly appreciated. So I turned to Paul from Fanning the Flames. Paul, how are you, sir? I am doing fantastic. <laughs> that is that is the most understated uh, response I think I, I could have expected after a 30-point win in a – uh, in a deciding game, I think TNT showed the stat in the winner of game fives. Uh, and when a series is tied two two, go on to win like 86% of the time. So I, I do, I, I don't care about percentages because <laughs> the Suns have been screwed over enough by percentages right now. What I care about is that LeBron walked off the court with like three minutes left. <laughs> it was, it was five minutes left. Don't was give him any, any additional it was a credit. Lot. It was five minutes and he walked, walked away. And, uh, you know, 
a, a rough night for him, obviously a rough night for the team overall, but LeBron shot nine of 19, 24 points. And uh, you got to give credit minus to the Suns 24. Defense. Minus oh, yeah. 24 for the game. I mean, you know? pretty much everybody was in a, a massive minus for uh, for the Lakers, but LeBron's minus 24 was the largest of, of anybody uh, that played in the game for the Lakers. I, I got to... I gotta admit, I did not expect this. As as much <laughs> no, as, you didn't. No, you as, did not. <laughs> as much as as much as I've, I've believed, I, I've been pounding the table. Suns and seven said that they'd win the last game. They'd win game five at home. I, I mean, I don't even think I, I don't think anybody in the world thought it would be a, a wire to wire. You know, pardon the language, but ass whooping. I mean, there's no there's no. Uh, better way to put it i mean it was the suns dominated every facet of this game offense defense you know if they had special teams in basketball they would have won that uh, that <laughs> as well they just they dominated and uh, you know hats off to devin booker and campaign in that first half those two guys were the catalyst that that drove everything offensively and it was unbelievable yeah, it was great. I mean, like I was watching it on my phone while uh, cooking dinner because, you know, that's what you do as a, <laughs> um, you know, as a domestic um, person in a partnership. And I just I almost flipped over the pan of like the um, meat I was making when I think when one of those like I think it was when one of Booker's ridiculous shots where he got fouled, like somehow went in, I was just like, oh, that, that, that hoop is like 17 feet wide right now for him. He is making everything under the sun. Oh, it was, it was definitely Armani mode in that first, <laughs> in that first half and the second for that matter, although they didn't need him uh, as much, but it was, uh, it, it was just, I, I could not believe it. I'm actually, I'll peel back the curtain here. I'm actually stranded in Houston. I was supposed to be, back home uh, yesterday from a, a Memorial Day vacation, but uh, some family things kept me in Houston. And so I'm two hours ahead of, of Phoenix. So this game started at nine at night and I'm in a house with uh, literally there's like eight, nine other people here. And I, I'm like trying not to scream and, 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 uh, and, and freak out about that first half. But uh, I mean, I, if anybody doubted, Devin Booker's amazing impact on this team, whether he's a star. I mean, I know, and I, I shouldn't bring it up because they're not here to defend themselves, but, uh, you know, Voida from, from, you know, Suns jam session. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Saul were, were on Booker after, after the last game. And, uh, you know, it was just like, they won. He had, you know, he had seven assists, you know, five rebounds, whatever the case was. Well, tonight he shut up everybody. I mean, there, there was no doubt he was the best player on the court for either team. And, you know, it's, it's what we've always wanted to see from this guy. I mean, he obviously everybody's heard the story about Kobe and be legendary. He was bold enough to tattoo it on himself. Well, tonight, he he filled those shoes and filled them well. He was he he showed what that that kind of legendary status is made of. Yeah, and then and then TNT has to like stick their foot in their ass and ask him about getting double teamed at a pickup game in his in the in the post game interview. I mean, really, yeah, 
Chris, I, I believe it was Chris, Chris B. Haynes that, that, that asked uh, the question. You can just look, tell the frustration on his face when he saw, listened to it. I'm like, yeah. Well, of course. I mean, he's he's tried and, and struggled to get to this point, and he has his he has biggest no, game. No respect. Yeah, his, no he respect. has his biggest game. His team beats the defending champions by – by 30 points and that's the question that comes out like uh, you're right it's it's no respect and i've said on this show and other places you know obviously it's the old cliche respect isn't given it's earned well what more does he and, and exactly. the sons have to do to to earn it i mean they've they've battled back they faced adversity in this series and and they they came out and had I would argue the best game anybody has had in, in these playoffs so far on both ends and, and playing a complete game. And he still didn't get the respect. You know, I, I guess it's one more win and, and you should without a doubt have earned that respect. And the Suns now get two chances to close it out. They get Thursday in LA and if needed, they get Saturday here in Not Phoenix. I, well, we can get into that before the <laughs> end of, uh, of this show, but uh, look, it's a, uh, the home court advantage has been huge here, right? Oh yeah, and, and let's not ignore ignore that. LA has a couple thousand fans, and and we know how LA fans are. Uh, you know, and and Phoenix has stepped up. You can tell there has been eleven years of of pent up energy and frustration, and unlike other cities that are uh, letting that out by charging the court or throwing bottles or whatever the case may be. Uh, Sun fans have let it out by being the most boisterous crowd in the NBA, uh, especially uh, this playoff season. I, I can't give it up to the fans enough. It has been unbelievable the impact that they've been able to have on uh, on this team and lifting them up even even in moments uh, where like tonight, and we'll get into this as well, that you see Chris Paul get injured again. Well, this crowd helped uh, make sure that there was no uh, no waning of uh, of the effort or anything going on. They uh, they stepped up and they stepped up in a big way. So I got a question for you. You texted me in like maybe like the first five minutes of the game that you said you felt like you were going to puke. At what point did that feeling go away? Uh, when the clock hit zero. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was probably in the fourth when Frank Kaminsky got the end one, and I went, "All right, and, you know." And then, okay. and then, a, and then a minute later, I think at LeBron's walk in the tunnel, I go, "I think I can breathe easy." But then you think, <laughs> "Hey, this team still needs one more win," and then you go, "All right, well, I'm back to not breathing, uh, not breathing overly easy." And I think that's just. I think that's years of being a Suns fan. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, we, that as much as we wish it wasn't the case, I, I think there's a lot of, of pent up, uh, you know, frustration, fears, concerns. I mean, uh, the moment where Wesley Matthews slams into oh, yeah. Chris Paul and and Paul that goes down. Weird. Cause like I, I saw the replay. I mean, we all saw the replay. It didn't, I mean, yeah, he kind of checked him a little bit, but it wasn't like, violent or anything it's just, but i mean it just seems like that shoulder is like you hit it the wrong way or hit it in just the right spot you know and it'll it'll go i don't but, know maybe you know, maybe i'm overreacting but i just feel he like, didn't hit that hard bro it wasn't that hard it still felt like it was calculated right 
I mean, he, he went right so. at that shoulder. I, I don't know. I, I, I defaulted to. He was just trying Robert to get position. He was Look, just trying man. to get position. I know Robert Ori is a whole different. I get it. Like, it was, but that that was what flashed in the mind. You go, things are going well, right? Oh, they they're taking they're taking the lead here. I, I it, it just it feels good. And then that moment, and you go, yeah, why? And and granted, everybody seems to be saying, you know. Chris Paul seems all right. You know, Chris Paul was was in a good mood on the bench. He after it happened, as as brutal as it looked, he came back in and he hit two free throws. He went back, got got treatment, came back to the bench. He's told uh, Money Williams said that CP3 told him that he feels like he has he still has all the strength in his shoulder. But you can't help but hear that little voice in your head. Here we go again, and I yeah, hate I it. Oh, I know. I get it. I, I think it's one of those things that it's going to, however far the Suns make it in the playoffs this year, it's going to be one of those things where I don't think, it, from what I understand about it, it's something that can't get worse, but I think it can be kind of, it's similar to DA's stinger that he had a, a few weeks back. It's like, can't get worse, but it can get aggravated. That is, if, and like, that is if it's actually a stinger. I don't, it, right. I don't know that that's we'll the see. case. We'll see, but either way, he he played great for those three quarters, kept the Suns composed, and just helped us put the put our foots on the on their throat, and just kind of man, I don't I don't even know how to like it was bliss watching that whole game. Honestly, like from once the Suns took like. I think we were, I was a little nervous when the Lakers got out to like that quick run, hit their first three shots. And then, but then by the end of the midway through the first quarter, when the Suns scored like the next 15 points and like some of the, and like they were hitting like everything under the sun, no matter how ridiculous it was. I'm like, okay, this is one of those nights. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we're good. Well, I mean, it's, it's the polar opposite of what happened in game three. Right, exactly. That was, yeah. That was the Suns when nothing went right. And this is the Suns when everything goes right. And, uh, you know, you hope that you get somewhere in the middle in most nights, but this yeah. shows the, the potential of what this team can do on any, on any given evening. And I saw somebody tweet, and, and forgive me, Internet, for not remembering who it was, but they said the bubble Suns are back. And they did feel like that group that was moving the ball fast, hitting the threes, you know, and props to Jay Crowder for as much crap as we all gave him through the first three games in this series. He didn't stop shooting. He didn't let it seem to impact him. He knew at some point the stroke would come back and, you know, and he, he cashed in, I mean, still not a great night from the field. Don't get me wrong. He only, he only went three of nine, but he had a few big ones early on. And, and to me, it still surprises me. Booker had 30 and 33 minutes, right? That's, that's crazy. Campaign was 16 and 19 minutes. And, and most of those for campaign, I, I believe all, but two of them came in the, in the first, first half. half. Yeah. Like that's, that's how, how they left. No doubt. I mean, and the crazy thing is they, they only shot 45% tonight. I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't like they were hitting everything. They shot 45 from the field and 33 from, from three point land. I mean, it's not like, yeah, I mean, they were like, they were if you look at those stats at halftime. Yeah. It was, they, they built a 30 point lead and then just stayed. Basically. Yeah. 
Like the, yeah, I mean, there was a little fluctuation. There was at one point where I think LeBron hit two threes. It got down to 25, uh, you know, 24. Right. Uh, and, and yes, Suns Nation it felt that pucker. And there were a few diamonds created in those moments. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, consistently it was, it was right around that 30 Thirty right. point mark, and uh, you know, props to props to Mikhail uh, Bridges as well for the lockdown defense he played tonight. Also added thirteen points, you know, six rebounds, three assists, three, three steals, two blocks. Like that's that's a full stat sheet when you look yeah. at that. You know? I mean, and the the star of the, the star of the series so far, Aiton, I had a very quiet game, but it didn't feel like it while watching. But then again, like the Suns were just like on one across the board. So like kind of got lost in the shuffle, but at the same time, I didn't, I was surprised when I, right now, and I just looked and he only had eight points, but at the same time, he only played 27 minutes and Booker was shooting hit Booker and Payne were hitting everything. So yeah. 8.7 rebounds, two assists. He was a plus 25. He took three shots. Yeah. I he mean, took he, three shots, three shots had eight points. Uh, it was four <laughs> of six for the free throw line, but plus 25 he had the high second highest plus minus on the court outside of cp3 who had a plus 34 which which is crazy (laughs) it's just flat out crazy yeah uh you know and i think this speaks to how i mean obviously it speaks to how big of a uh uh a, a piece that anthony davis is and i don't think anybody was was questioning that but I think it speaks to how big of a piece defensively he was too for, for this Lakers team in, in their approach. Defensively and also getting the sun in foul trouble. I mean, yes. he lived at the line so far this series and not having that there, you know, you're not getting any of these guys in foul trouble. You're not, you know, having forcing money to like make early substitutions or anything like that. You know, the, I, the Suns did not, I mean, they, they both shot exactly the same from the free throw line, 15 for 21, both teams, but you know, it's only 21 free throw. Like, you know, how many games ago was it when, when Davis by himself had almost as many free throws as the Suns free throw attempts as the Suns did. And, you know, you take that away. I mean, what Marcus all is going to get, get to the line. Markeith Morris it's going to get to the line That's 20 the times. They, there's no depth on this. Uh, on this oh, Lakers there's no depth team. at all. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I think I've, I've said it before. I think I've said it to you is like when the lake, when both teams are fully healthy, the Lakers have the two best players on the court, the sons of the next five, yeah. if not more. And tonight they had, they had the best player. I mean, oh yeah, you can you can you can argue till you're blue in the face if you're a Lakers fan. But LeBron James was not better than Devin Booker tonight. Now that's a one night thing. I'm not saying that's overall, but, but in this game, is the game five, they needed LeBron to go go uh, freaking Dragon Ball Z mode, and he didn't. Well, I love that we can say that the guy still had 24, seven assists, five rebounds, hit six of ten from the three three point line, all in 32 minutes. But I get what you say. Get I get what you mean because everybody was talking about, oh, can LeBron carry? Can LeBron carry this Lakers team to a victory? And the answer tonight was a resounding no. And then it, then you got to wonder. Are they going to hurry AD back? Because now they're yeah. I, I'll be interested to see. Yeah, I mean, you got what next game is what the Thursday Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. yeah. So, I mean, if he didn't play, 
like th- those injuries are long. Like, you know, he, they can try, but he's either going to be playing at like 60% maybe, or like he's going to injure it more and be out in like the first like 10 minutes. Well, yeah, you got to weigh it. And much like the Suns were weighing options with CP3 earlier in this series, but do you sit Anthony Davis out game six in hopes that you force the game seven and he has that much longer to rest and can be an impact in game seven? Do you rush him back in game six and uh, in hopes that somehow he gives you some spark? I, I don't know. There's a lot that uh, that they have to decide right now in terms of uh, of what their next move is. But this has been a chess match every step of the way. And, you know, Frank Vogel was the one to make the first uh, adjustments that that worked. And then you look at it and you see uh, that Monty Williams has made made all the right moves since then and has really made the adjustments necessary. The one that you could argue hasn't been great is Frank Kaminsky, but it hasn't hurt them. Uh, you know, he's, he's come in and, you know, hasn't done damage. He hasn't shot them in the foot at least. Well, I mean, I mean, is Frank Kaminsky a downgrade from Dario? This Not se- right this, now, this no. Series? So, like, I mean, can you really make that argument? We don't have depth at the big. That's no. like, that was the one thing I was hoping for at the trade deadline or even the buyout market was let's get one more, like, shot blocking big. Because, you know, if we're going to have to go up against the Lakers, we're going to need bigs. Apparently we don't. But, you know, well, yeah, fingers I mean, this crossed. Was- this was the one team you looked at and you thought, oh, well, the Suns are going to need big man depth if they're going to if they're going to play this team and uh, if they're going to beat this team. And they're knocking on the door of doing it without without big man depth with playing right. Frank Kaminsky. But a lot of the credit for that in and of itself goes to DeAndre Ayton and what he's been able to do in right. the series. He hasn't gotten in foul trouble. Which he's is carried amazing. the load. That is, a, that is like that is probably the biggest, the thing that surprised me the most is five games into the series and he has not in, been in foul trouble once, knock on wood. Let me ask you this, because I brought this up on Twitter and took a little heat, but I think so far in the series, campaign has been the MVP. No, Step- DeAndre Aiden has been the MVP. Yeah, see, I, I understand the argument there. I just feel like what campaign has well, I love done- campaign. And and it's unexpected. We all hoped DeAndre Ayton could come out and, and do what he's doing and, and prove that he's the guy. Nobody sat there and said, I hope campaign or I believe campaign is going to be dropping, you know, the, the kind of stat lines he has he and be the spark. Well, <laughs> you, <laughs> and jo- <laughs> you and Justin, you and Justin are – are the few that I, I hear things and I'm like, yeah, uh-huh, sure. Like when Justin, uh, <laughs> the other host of Fanning Flames, pounding the table, the Suns were going to be the one seed from day one. I'm like, yeah, real cute, Justin. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, and, almost got there. Almost. Yeah. Well, but And in most years, that attitude was the correct one to take towards the positive approach. But yeah. this year, it's been unbelievable. But, but look, I mean – did you did you no, just, really I, expect campaign would be this big of an impact in a series against the Lakers? Just be honest. Actually, yeah, I think because he does he brings something different to the table. He brings that like he's that spark plug off the bench. Um, he's got that downhill energy that the the starting lineup really doesn't have. So like even if 
the Suns were dominated by the Lakers, I kind of expected him to cut. He would get his. Just like, and he's been, he's been like even the last like five or ten games of the regular season, he was, you know, he was top five player on the team, easy. And you know, from a scoring standpoint, he was probably like what three, maybe three or four. Yeah. So I I expected him to contribute. I didn't ex- like. Um, you know, I mean, did I expect him to score 15 points before halftime or whatever it was tonight? <laughs> no, but I mean, I kind of expected, uh, you know, 12 to 15 points per game from him. I thought that was, would be a reasonable expectation in this kind of situation. You know, you shorten the roster, you know, he's going to get more time. He's, they started giving him that time with CP three, which has been stellar him playing off the ball, but a lot, but both of them may able to kind of drive and kick and then, his weird funky like super side shot that I don't know how it works, but it works. I mean, it's got a better higher release than Sean Marion shot at least, but I mean, it's, it is not a pretty form. No, no, but it goes in and it doesn't (laughs) matter if it goes in. It goes in a reasonably good clip. So I'll take it. But I mean, Payne's become my favorite player on the team. So I'm going to, of course I'm going to say that he's like, well, I, I just, I feel like his backstory Oh, that's yeah, it too. I mean, I mean when yeah. you look at it, this guy literally the Bulls. Uh, I saw a quote tonight, an old quote that somebody brought up that when he was on the Bulls, they were like, "Yeah, we knew after one practice that he wasn't an NBA caliber player." And it's like, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. You, then you guys can't talent evaluate, and you got to hand it to Monty Williams for making the call before the bubble and saying, "Hey, we we got a spot for you here," and, and letting him carry it through that that's to me part of why i would give him mvp and and the impact he's had uh so far because you get the cp3 injury he's a stabilizing force but i get the argument for ayton you could say well yeah but if deandre ayton isn't deandre ayton you get absolutely nothing out of the out of the big man the center position you know then and that's a valid argument as well. I think you can't go wrong with either of them. I've just been truly impressed with campaign. Well, I think I think to your point, I ex- expected this from campaign. I did not expect what Aiton has been giving us. That's fair. I expected Aiton's c- to be consistent, maybe, but twenty and twelve or whatever it was prior to this game, I was expecting like fifteen and tw- ten. You know, like basically him replicating his regular season. I did not expect him to step up the way he did, both offensively and defensively. And it he's been, and just like watching him, like he's making moves that like two weeks ago he would fumble, or like he's going up with intensity for shots, or like driving into the lane, or like that that play play was it. Was it game two when we were there, or was it game three where he made that move where he like drove down the the lane, did like a like little spin move thing, like just oh the Aiton's move that was when we yeah. were there. That was game okay, two. yeah, yeah. I mean, like like where the hell did that come from? Yeah, the up and under after he took uh, I think it was Gasol off the dribble. That that's one of the. I mean that that's a great move if a if a guard does it, but when exactly. your center does it off the dribble like that, it's unbelievable. Look, they've gotten spectacular play out of out of both Aiton and and Payne, and that's the hallmark of what this team has done all year. Guys stepping up when they need to. It's not it's not always the same guy. Devin Booker's been 
fairly consistent, but you know, even he like, like in game four has nights that are, that are somewhat off nights and there's other guys there to pick, pick them up. And it is unbelievable. And I think I, I was talking to somebody within the organization and they said, look, there's something special about this team. Right. And I think we all as fans have seen it, but when you hear it from somebody within the organization, somebody that's very close to this group and they say it, you go, all right, well, I believe in it even more. And I think these last two games in particular game five scream, this is, there's something special going on here. There's something to watch here. And I feel like that was what tonight's game was to a national audience. It's time to watch Phoenix. Something, except, something except nobody watched it because the <laughs> the Blazers Blazers Nuggets game was an all timer. They watched they watched the first quarter in in Phoenix, I think, yeah. and then they went, yeah, that's in hand. Uh, that that's a yeah. great performance there. Yeah. Let's go watch Damian Lillard hit some threes. Uh, right uh, there. So, well, let's let's move into. We, we're just going to move right into our smooth baller of the game, and I don't think uh, you can go with anybody other than the one and only Devin Booker, who had. We're not going to give the sticks. <laughs> sticks getting in the game yes sticks jalen smith uh, hit a three uh, and had two rebounds so jalen smith is our flaming baller or our smooth baller of the game brought to you by manscaped no it's gonna be but, devin no it's booker. devin booker I, yeah I, <laughs> 30 points this this game was devin booker's from the from jump yeah 30 30 points seven rebounds five assists one steal it was a complete and, and total armani mode he is our smooth baller of the game brought to you by manscape head to manscape.com use the code flaming ballers and you can save 20 percent on your order plus free shipping that's flaming ballers is the code at manscape.com you your boys can look smoother than devin booker looked out there on the court tonight and maybe even get more action than he did after the game. I doubt it, but maybe if you take take the chance to get Manscaped, use that promo code, uh, Flaming Baller, save 20%, plus get the new Lawnmower 4.0. That thing trims your I'm still boys. on the 2.0. Oh, man, I, I'll, I'll, get, I'll call my friends over at Manscaped. We'll get you the 4.0. That is like the Cadillac of things that you're going to – put that close to your boys that have a blade on it. You know, that's, that's a scary thought, right? Kind of, kind of like as some going going into a game five, it's a scary thought, but there's nothing smoother than a son's 30 point win and manscapes lawnmower 4.0 down there near your boys. So I highly recommend it again, code flaming ballers at manscaped.com save 20% and get free shipping. Uh, it's late here, so not as many uh, manscape puns. It's uh, it's twelve thirty <laughs> at night here where I'm uh, where I'm doing this from. Paul, any final thoughts as we go head into game? Actually, I got I got two questions for you. All two right. questions. Fire away. One, knock on wood again. Assuming the Suns get past the Lakers, how much are their odd championship odds going to change? Because I think that the Suns' odds in the in sports books in Vegas and whatnot were heavily depressed because they were playing against the Lakers. Like last, the last thing I saw was I think the Suns were at like a plus seven hundred. The Lakers were only at, were at like a plus two hundred or something. Mm-hmm. Now was I think before game four. So I'm just wondering like how much that changes. Cause I mean, you know, they get out of this round, you know, 
Oh, I mean, the West has been a battle by itself. It's crazy. Like outside of um, outside of the one eight series, and even that, Memphis is feisty. I mean, every other series is two two, which is crazy. Well, now three two. You know, if you beat the defending champions, you're going to get respect from Vegas, especially when it's a team with LeBron and AD. But you know what? I'm of the mindset that you know they haven't been favored. Uh, you know, I've been a bit of favor favorite for uh, you know the West. For anything this this entire year. So why start now? Right. I think I think this team operates well with a. a I'm chip not saying they're going to be favored. I'm just wondering how much it'll jump up from like being considered almost an afterthought. Well, I mean, because you can't, Lakers. if you if you beat the Lakers, you can't be considered yeah. an afterthought. Yeah. But I think if they're going up against Denver, they're going to get a lot of the same same disrespect. You know, because they'll yeah. be like, "Oh, well, this is a team that went to the to the Western Conference Finals last year. They know how to win." And and the Suns, you know, well, they're the, they're the Suns. They, you know, they're young. You'll see that you hear the same excuses. Plus, they'll add in, "Well, we don't know about CP3's health," so they'll they'll right. always be some question with it. So I, I guess it'll go up, but I don't think it'll, I don't think that they'll wind up uh, as, as a huge favorite in any matchup uh, throughout this, this playoffs, whether, whether they, you know, if they're lucky enough to, to make it into the Western conference finals and they face the, the Clippers or the jazz, you're going it, to, it's all going to be the same crap. Uh, you know, so I, I, I don't think I'd expect those odds to swing, too much in, in the sun's favor unless you know the only way i could see it is they they, they wrap up this Lakers series they go and uh, you know sweep somebody like like denver or portland and all of a sudden you're kind of forced to take notice if, if you're the yeah. biggest odds makers but uh i think they make their money by convincing people that you know Things are a good bet just because of conventional wisdom, and I think the Suns are are that group that the Vegas bookies know people are going to tend to still bet against, and they can they can make some money off of it. So it's some gotcha. of it's mind games in terms of in terms of you know playing that psychology because that's that's a lot of what odds making is is playing that psychology because obviously the house wants the money in their favor. So my second question. Is so I was listening to you guys' last episode, and this is something that came up after you had to drop off, after Saul had to drop off. And my boss, Dave King, over at Bright Side of the Sun, said he wanted AD to play. I wonder how he's feeling about that right now. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd, I, we'd have to ask Dave himself. But look, I get the point that you you don't want anybody to have an excuse and say, "Oh, but nobody well, you know. nobody remembers that stuff. No, nobody well, remembers that stuff. No, especially if you or you they go or do they care at all. But you know, I, I I get it. But then you could say, "Yeah, well, the Lakers would still, you know." At, people would be able to say yeah well you didn't beat a full strength chris paul either so like say anything about that no look this is this the reality is that's part of the game people get yeah. injured would i prefer just because i i don't like to see human beings get injured uh would i preferred for him not to have sure i mean i get i get it from that standpoint right but from a selfish you know wanting the suns to win of course you don't want anthony davis to play I mean, because it gives you the best chance, as you saw in Game Five. You know, right? You're not exactly. you're not getting a thirty point win if Anthony Davis is on the court. 
I mean, I, and I don't think I'm breaking news there or or giving you a hot take like I'm Stephen A. Smith. That's just that's pretty factual. You're not going to win by 30 points if if LeBron and AD are are on the court, and, you know. But if if you're looking at maximizing the best chance for the Phoenix Suns to move on to the next round, it's it's of course Anthony Davis not playing. In these last two games, uh, you know, if you need to go to a game seven, which you'll say you don't, <laughs> but you know, that's six, you know, that's uh, that's just where I'm at. I just, uh, you know, this is the way the game is, people get injured, yeah. And it, I, if it gives yeah. the Suns an advantage, more power to them. And I think that that's kind of how I look at it as well is like, you know, do, do I wish ill on the guy? Do I wish that he was injured? No, do. Am I going to wish that he was healthy to make my team's job harder? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why, why would I, why would I want, why would I want it to be any harder? Take than advantage it needs of to be? opportunities. Yes. That's, that's the entire becoming a champion, right? Exactly. You know, like it's, that, you know, the best ability is availability and not being available is a great thing to have on your opponents. <laughs> yeah, and and nobody remembers, you know, in those years where people got injured or suspended for the Suns, you know, like nobody, nobody remembers how many the Spurs, injuries there were yeah. when uh, the Warriors first won their championship. No, of like, course not. Like they they caught a lot of lucky breaks in well, like, the Raptors too. Yeah, I mean, you look at that, and I look in the end. People don't care. Uh, a win versus the Lakers in the first round is a win versus the Lakers. They're defending champions in the first round, and that's a huge deal. I mean, you've only beaten them four of the 12 times you faced them in uh, in the playoffs uh, since you've been in the NBA, uh, since you've been a franchise, and uh, lucky number 13 is here, and hopefully they can wrap it up. Game, uh, game five in the books, 30-point win for the Suns, 115-85. Game six coming up on Thursday. Paul, you were in the books as a, a win for the Suns, correct? Correct. I'm going to hold out because I want to know if Anthony Davis is playing or not. I don't care. I, I don't I care. Get... I think I think the, I think the Suns see blood in the water. I, I think, think they so do. too. They, they saw blood in the water tonight, and I think he, they book is locked in. Paul is locked in. Payne is locked in. Everybody is locked in. And I think they are going to come out and they're like, we can't, we don't want to let this go. To, we don't want to give these guys life. I, I hope you're correct, but I'm, you know what? I think there's one more great LeBron game in this series and it would not shock me if, if, if it comes in game six, but I've had the Suns in, in seven since day one of this. He's, he's going to need I, help from the tune squad. Hey, you know, it, it, I, I like what the Suns have two chances here. I hope I hope they don't mess around. I hope they can take advantage of it in game six and, and close the door, especially if Anthony Davis isn't there. But I will take a game seven in front of that home crowd any day against any opponent. That's how unbelievable that crowd has been in this first round series. So I'm feeling good regardless of, of how Thursday plays out. Looking forward to it. You can follow Paul at Dervish of World. You can listen to him on the Fanning the Flames podcast, part of the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network. Uh, please go listen follow to Follow us at, well. at Fan the Flames NBA. 
Yeah, always an entertaining follow. Uh, Paul is the one that uh, that keeps the show grounded. Uh, Justin, so say Jay on Twitter is the one that uh, that lets it spiral out of control a little bit. But that's what makes <laughs> that's what makes it fun. The, the right? amount he has infected me with his optimism this season. <laughs> <laughs> So he he is Paul. Paul, thank you so much for for taking thank the you, time again. Again, follow him on Twitter at Dervish of World. I am Greg Esposito. You can follow me at Espo. You can follow the show at Sun Solar Panel. As always, you can follow Dave King at Dave King MBA and Saul Bookman at Saul underscore Bookman. The underscore is there, so you can fit that thirty point victory in between Saul and the Bookman. That is right. I don't know why I'm giving them a shout out because they're not here, but they are part of the show. So we thank you, the Flaming Ballers. We will catch you again, probably after Thursday's game. Definitely if uh, if it is a series clincher. Uh, if not, we will talk to you after Saturday's game seven. As well, so for Paul Lamas, but we'll talk to you next time here on the Solar Panel. Ahoy, hoy.